to the SPU Voices podcast, where we tell personal stories with universal impact. This episode is Inside Voices, and boy, are we inside. We're all inside our homes right now. So I'd like to introduce you to my producer, Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. Hello. And I'd like to introduce Kyle's wife, who is also in quarantine with him. Say hi, Erin. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Amanda Stubbard, and I'd also like to introduce you to my husband. Say hi, Corbett. Hello. So we're in two different homes right now, recording over Zoom, and I, we thought we'd just give you a little inside peek into the stories that we live with, because all four of us are SPU alums. So I thought I'd start with just our best SPU story. I know we all have them. My most embarrassing moment of all time was during a class at SPU. I went to a different school my freshman year, but transferred in as a sophomore. And anyone who's done that knows that even though you've only had one year of college, you come in with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder that you are not a freshman like everyone thinks that you are. So I went into my first psychology class, which is a survey class. Everyone who was going to even think about being a psychology major had to take it. Uh, and you got to meet all the different professors and they just sort of gave you a little peek into their expertise. So Dr. Les Parrott was giving a speech about what his classes are all about and he asked for a volunteer and I volunteered out of a class of probably 80 first year students and me being the sophomore, of course I volunteered because I am older than everyone in this room. So. He brought me up and, and we were doing that thing where you say one word and then I say the first thing that comes to mind. So dog, house, cat, dog. And we went through many, many, many words. And then he said, guild. And I said, what? And he repeated, guild. And I thought, okay. And I'm thinking guild, like, you know, at, I, I was picturing all these men marching off to the factory ready to go to work with their hard hats and their lunch boxes. So I said, men. And there was this huge eruption of laughter. Every person in the classroom was laughing. And in that moment, I replayed it in my head one more time. And I realized that he hadn't said guild. He had said guilt. And I replied, men. He said, if I keep talking to you, I might have to start charging you and sent me back to my seat. That was the end of the chip on my shoulder for the rest of my time at SPU. That's awesome. That's a really good one. Poor Les. I, no, I think he loved it. I think he loved that very much and probably told that story to some of his other professor friends. I should ask him if he remembers that. <laughs> All right, Corbett, you want to go? Sure. My, uh, my freshman and sophomore year, I lived in Fifth Ashton, and we were all pretty tight and really got to know each other well by our sophomore year. And there were a couple guys that thought it would be a great idea to play Africa by Toto for 100 hours straight on repeat. And so they cranked it up during the day and locked their door so nobody could turn it off and then just turned it down and slept with it as it was going on repeat all night long. And so like, it was fun at the beginning and then everybody just started hating it. And so the 100 hours hit, you know, four, out, four days later and everybody freaked out. It was like, it was pretty late. I think it was like 11 or 12 o'clock and everybody's like, it's over, it's over 100 hours. Everybody's screaming at the top of their lungs, 100 hours, 100 hours. And we went out on the balcony and somebody threw something off the balcony and everybody's screaming 100 hours. 
people are taking like sticks and banging on the rails. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the security came up and said, you know, asked us what was going on. But everybody just kept screaming at him 100 hours. <laughs> he had no idea what was going on or why we were so excited until he just left and asked us to be quiet. So yeah, that was one of many very strange things that we did on Fifth Ashton. Why Africa? Uh, it just seemed to be the right song at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the right song. I, I, I get a little bit of a tick every time I hear that song. It reminds me of that 100 hours, but uh, yeah, it's fun. All right, let's go inside our other house for our other voices. Kyle and Aaron, what are your best SPU stories? Um, well, my best SPU story doesn't really have like a beginning, middle, and end, um, but it was mostly just uh, an experience, I guess. My friend group, uh, we were all theater majors, all six of us, and um, at the end of our sophomore year, we decided we were all going to live in one house together. So six women, one house, one bathroom. We're all taking the same classes all together. Um, so there's no escaping each other. And everyone else was like, this is a terrible idea. You guys are going to hate each other. You shouldn't do this. And we uh, very stubbornly were like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to have fun. It's going to be great. And, um, and we did. And we just fully leaned into like, yes, we are a family. And we had like family meetings and we ate dinner together every night. Everyone was able to to take one night a week to cook because there were six of us. And then on Sunday we had leftovers <laughs> and um, it was just a wonderful experience where we just became uh, really close friends. And a couple of us are still roommates to this day and um, hanging out. And um, it was just a wonderful kind of way that we got to, to prove everyone wrong that yes, you can see people 24 hours a day and still love them. Well, <laughs> Which the maybe a question is, lesson for right now. <laughs> the real question is, Aaron, did you ever within that house uh, play a song for 100 hours straight? No, we did not commit <laughs> that cardinal sin. So maybe that was the key all along. Oh, you were missing out. Trust me. <laughs> and we definitely had like, uh, we nominated two of our roommates to be like, okay, you're going to be the father and you're basically the mom. And like, we kind of had like our roles and uh, everything. I, I was not a parent figure at all. I was very much an annoying child in that, in that household. <laughs> Another thing these two couples have in common is that we both met at SPU while we were students there. Uh, and I know our how we met stories are a little bit different. The one thing we have in common is that the females are a little bit older than the guys. The how we met story, I'm dating myself with this reference, but it was kind of a when Harry met Sally. We kept running into each other, crossing paths about once every three or four months for over a year before we really hung out. But I think our first date is really what's important here because our first date was a piece of SPU history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the very first dance that was ever sanctioned by SPU, not on SPU property. We had to be off the property. And it had to be a ballroom dance. Yes. Swing dance, because that Swing was pretty dance. hip back in the 90s. Yes. Yes. So I had met Amanda a, a few times my freshman year, just randomly at different parties and things. And uh, and then we met each other during the fall um, of my He's sophomore year. He's trying to skip over something that might be embarrassing. <laughs> 
What do you think? Well, someone had asked me out on a date and basically stood me up. And I called a, a mutual friend, the only mutual friend we had in common. And I said, I can't believe he stood me up again. I want to have, when he calls back, I want to be out somewhere. So basically I was asking if she would go out for coffee with me so I could be gone when he called back. And no, she was too busy. She was already doing something else. So instead she called Corbett and said, this girlfriend of mine just got stood up. So you need to call her and cheer her up. Unbeknownst to me, of course. But he did call because he's such a sweet guy. Yeah, I'd, I didn't know who she was at that time. Um, I wasn't putting the pieces together that I'd met her before. But um, so right when I started the phone conversation, I told her, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. That I have some other place to be. But, you know, I'm sorry I heard, you know, the story, you know, and, and then we just started talking. And but then we had this amazing conversation and we just kept talking and talking. And I, it had to have been 45 minutes later. Every 10 minutes I said, well, I know you have to go. And he'd be like, oh, I have a few more minutes because he wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was a little little fib there. But um, but yeah, we, we ended up having a great conversation and ended it with like, hey, we ought to have coffee sometime and you know get to know each other and got off the phone and then didn't see her again for, I don't know, three, four months. But then we ended up going to the dance together and you don't have to take our word for it. We were on the cover of the paper. We were on the cover of the Falcon dancing because, you know, they were covering this big momentous occasion. Yes, I'm wearing a hideous cardigan. I don't know why (laughs) I had a cardigan on, but apparently that was super cool back in the 90s. Yes, he was facing the camera. My back is to the camera. We We can put this photo online. And the best part was the photographer was a buddy of his and he couldn't remember what my name was. So the caption of the photo was Corbett Stubbert and his companion danced the night away. (laughs) (laughs) I still call a man and my companion every now and then. (laughs) Just just a bugger. (laughs) All right. That's our story. Over to you, Kyle and Aaron. Yeah. So Aaron and I met my freshman year. Uh, We both did theater at SPU. um, And I was cast in a show and Aaron was the stage manager. I liked her. I didn't think she really thought anything about me. Um, Even though she was my stage manager, I was like, she just thinks I'm a freshman because she was a a junior at the time. So in the theater department at SPU, if you miss a cue, you're supposed to buy your stage manager chocolate. And I missed my cue for something. And I said, how about instead of chocolate, I take you out to lunch? Oh, are you going to just step past the reason why you missed your cue? I don't remember the reason why I missed it. Oh, well, I remember. It's because you were getting your shoulder massaged by another castmate in the hall. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by it. (laughs) So she said yes to lunch. Uh, (laughs) We went to the subway on campus. And we were there for, for four and a half hours, maybe five hours. Yeah, super romantic. Who doesn't yeah. want to be in a subway for, you know, four plus hours? Because uh, no. it smells so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really think it was a date per se. I wasn't sure. And I just remember Aaron being intentionally late and walking in with her, her iPhone headphones in. And then her telling me like two or three weeks later after we started dating that she did that on purpose. So she'd seem cool and aloof. <laughs> being a little late and listening to music 
<laughs> and I've been cool and aloof ever since. Well, those are the two words I think of when I think of you, Aaron. <laughs> cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we started dating and we haven't stopped since. Nice. And you have a beautiful new baby to show for it. Yeah, we have yeah. baby Georgia, who you may end up hearing in this recording. Right now she's sleeping, but you never know. <laughs> you never you never know. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up with one round of a person who made your SPU experience memorable. And that can be any way you like. It can be someone who changed your life or something that was funny, fun, made it feel like home. What is that story of a person who was memorable to you at SPU? I'll go first. So my, my person is Luke Davis who uh, when I was a sophomore, I was a student ministry coordinator in Emerson and he was my RA. So we were RASMC partners. We hit it off right away. We actually met the year before we were sitting in Gwyn uh, and there were just a smattering of people left. And he uh, and another one of his friends came over and they sat at our table and we talked about superheroes for an hour and a half. And so Luke and I hit it off right away. You're supposed to have one-on-ones as an RA and SMC. And they're supposed to be an hour every week. And Luke and I always had our one-on-ones and they would last two hours. And we played video games together for those two whole hours and just locked his door. And so we got to know each other really well. We hung out a ton. Now he was in my wedding. I was in his wedding. Um, and now he's the assistant director of admissions, uh, working really hard through this time of not being able to go out and recruit students uh, and having to figure out their plan for that so this is both to say that he's one of the best people I met at SPU and to give him a shout out for all the hard work he's putting in to to give more people the experience of attending SPU well that's awesome all right who's next um well I think uh one person from SPU who probably had the most impact on me and just how I how I do things now was uh Professor Don Yannick and um Part of that is because he was one of the first and only professors who really allowed me to fail at things, uh, which was a really hard lesson to learn, but also like an incredibly important one. And uh, I was directing one of the student directed one acts, um, which was like a really big deal my senior year. And I kept kind of getting things wrong and I could tell that he was disappointed and it was really frustrating for me because I felt like I was on my own. I just remember crying one time on the phone to my dad and just feeling like I couldn't get anything right. Um, But I was able to bounce back from it and really kind of own my mistakes. And um, something really important that uh, Professor Yannick told me was if you make a mistake, you're supposed to feature it um, and really kind of lean into it. And um, that's something that's really kind of continued to uh, lead me through a lot of like difficult decisions and mistakes that I've continued to make just because that's a part of life. Um, And that's a lesson that I think of to this day. Thanks, Aaron. Corva? It's actually, there's two professors that that come to mind. Uh, One is Dr. Bob Drovedahl. Um, I got an educational ministry degree and I just always um, appreciated him as a person. Just felt like I really connected with him. Just such a nice guy. I felt like he was somebody I could always come to and ask questions and um, just really got along with him. It felt like I really learned a lot. Um, he just had a real solid Bible teaching and 
I, I enjoyed that part of his classes. The other one was Dr. Les Steele. And with Dr. Les Steele, it was just so interesting the way that he taught. And so I've been an executive pastor over the last 10 years and um, had an opportunity to teach a lot of different classes. And he just, instead of it having like this real set curriculum, he would just always jump in with this really fascinating question. And then we would all just talk about it, you know, whether it was a question about theology or a question about how to run a church or, you know, just all sorts of different things, um, even moral questions. And, and we would just um, kind of round table it. And I just found it absolutely fascinating. Every, every time that I went to his class, I was just riveted. And so um, to me, more than what I actually, <laughs> sounds weird, but more than what I actually learned in the class, it was more about how to teach. And I um, always wanted to teach like him and, and have adopted a lot of what he did in the way that I teach. I think mine would have to be Dr. Michael Rowe. He was my mentor for psychology. I could probably tell a story about every single theater professor, but I'll tell this story about Dr. Rowe. Every time I tried to limit my field of study because I already had two majors. And so a number of times I tried to sort of narrow my perspective really to make it easier on myself. And every single time he would push back and say, why do you want to narrow things when you have so much life ahead of you? Why wouldn't you want to learn as much as you can? And would always just push back with me about, are you sure you want to cut that off? Are you sure you don't want to experience basically as much of life as possible? And that has served me so well. And to really think, what's the worst that can happen um, if you don't do something? And so often I, I, I have chosen to jump off the bridge, if you will, and always been so happy that I did. So thank you, Dr. Rowe, and thank you, Les Parrott, for giving me my most embarrassing moment that I'm sure um, will be my most embarrassing for the rest of my life. And that's about it for us here in the Stubbert household and the Brown household. But we also want to hear from your household. How can they give us their story, Kyle? We'd love to hear your story. The best way to share your story with us is make a voice memo and email it to alumni at spu.edu, and you may hear yourself on the airwaves. So please send that in. Again, that's alumni at spu.edu, and answer any of the three questions we just asked, your best SPU story, how you met your spouse if you met them at SPU, and one person who made your experience better at SPU. We'd love to hear those stories. All right, community, we hope you're staying safe and sane out there in quarantine, and we'll be back in our studio hopefully soon.